Well, hello everyone and welcome in. I'm Josie, the new podcast host, and I'm excited to be with you. As I mentioned in the last episode where I was interviewed, we're taking a new team approach to this. Today, I get to introduce you to some of our new team members who will be taking turns with our interviews. You're going to love them. So let's dig right in and get to know them a bit. I'm just so glad to be here with you, my friends. We've got something new in the works here, and we're going to get just right into what we're doing. I want to introduce you all to the new podcast team, and we're sad to have Cassie not doing this anymore, but super excited about what God is doing, moving us forward. So I have my team assembled sitting here with me at the table, and we're just going to spend a little time getting to know each one of them, and I am going to let them introduce themselves. Um, We're going to start with Bo. Bo is our technician on our team. Bo, tell us uh, who you are and, and what you're doing in life. Yeah. So as Josie said, my name is Bo, Bo Steele. I am married to Mackenzie Steele, who is Josie's daughter. So Josie is my mother-in-law. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just started working here at the chapel, um, I guess close to five or six months ago now in January. Um, moved down here from the Linden, Bellingham area. And yeah, I'm just loving the new job. Um, it's been a really cool opportunity to just step into more of this sound world and IT stuff that I'm doing here. Um, and just looking forward to being able to continue um, my passion in that and in involving my passion for music and just creative arts and being able to utilize that for the church. Awesome. We're glad to have you on board, Bo, too. All right, Marissa, you're next. Tell us who you are and, and what's going on in your life. Yeah, my name's Marissa Kenworthy, and I'm a stay-at-home mama. I used to be a sub for the Standard Commando School District, but now I get to be at home with my sweet kids. I uh, have little ones. My oldest is five, and then I have a three-and-a-half-year-old three daughter. So my oldest is a son. He's five. Uh, three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and then our youngest just turned one on June 4th. So it's been really cool just to be a mom to them and then... I'm a wife to my husband, Tyler Kenworthy, and he's a first responder and we've been married. Uh, it'll be six years in September. So just living the life with them. Awesome. You're not busy at all. No, not at all, (laughs) but it's the best kind of busy. It truly is an honor to be their mom and to be a wife. And your children are beautiful. Thank you. All right, Emily, (laughs) your turn. Thank you. So my name's Emily Klesik and I'm married to my husband, Aaron. We've been married for almost seven years. And we have three little boys. Grayson is nine. Oh my goodness. Caden <laughs> is almost six and Nathan is almost four. Um, as well as being a mom and a wife, I'm also a full-time student. I'm about to graduate with my degree in English for secondary education to ideally teach middle school, high school, English language arts. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I love amazing. it. We love our teachers. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so... That keeps me really busy. That's awesome. Speaking of busy, you're also doing something really exciting here in the next, not too long from now. Tell us really quick what you're about to do. Yeah, I am preparing here um, at the end of July to do a 24-mile through hike in the Enchantments with Rescue Freedom. So that's really exciting. We're raising money for um, this really incredible organization called Rescue Freedom called... um, called Rescue Freedom. They work in anti-sex trafficking. And so they work um, all over the globe with um, several different partners in lots of different countries. 
um, working boots on the ground with people who are coming out of sex trafficking and providing them housing and workforce retraining and education and uh, trauma counseling and all kinds of amazing things. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's so exciting that you're doing that. And I'm super impressed. You just said you were going to, for training purposes, hike Oyster Dome (laughs) twice, back to back in one day. Yeah. For those of you from the Pacific Northwest, Oyster Dome is a fantastic hike, but is not for the faint of heart. No. (laughs) No. And you're doing it twice. Oh my goodness. I'm so impressed. Such a champ. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. All right. Well, I am super excited. Thank you guys for joining this. And um, you prayed about it and you mm-hmm. said yes. And I'm super uh, excited to see what God's going to do next with this. Um, to let our listeners know, before we had Cassie doing all the interviews and we thought, let's just take a new take on all of this. And we're going to have a team of interviewers. So the two of you, Emily and Marissa, are going to be kind of rotating in as interviewers. We're in the process of assembling maybe a few more on our team, but this will get us rolling. And and as we change, we'll let you, the listeners, know. But you're going to get to hear from each of them on a regular basis as they bring in uh, wonderful stories from other people that you get to hear about, about what God is doing in people's lives and and the journey we're all on together. So speaking about being on a journey all together, we've been talking today before this recording a little bit about um, life, doing life together Mm -hmm. and how um, a lot of times we just hear about from people what's really good. Or sometimes we can oversimplify in ministry, we can oversimplify things and make it look like we've just got it all pulled together. And one of the things I love to do is to be as transparent as we can and that and sharing things that we might struggle with rather than only focusing on just the good can be really beneficial because out of that can come a deeper understanding or a connection with someone like, hey, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. That's really good news. That makes all of us feel better. And then to be encouraged by maybe what someone else is doing to help them through struggles they might have. So I'm going to pose that question to each of you as a way of our listeners connecting with you and getting to know you a little bit better as this new team. Um, I want to know what is something that you are struggling with right now? Anything, something that's just a real struggle and that maybe um, maybe it's a daily thing, maybe it's something that's been happening for a while, um, something that's hard for you. And then I want to know, what are you doing to help get you through that? All right, is that a good, that's kind of a... It's and, good. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going to stay light. I'm going to dig right in right away. So um, let's start with you, Emily. Okay. So the question goes to you, what are you struggling with right now? So I think for me, the biggest struggle right now is um, remaining intentional and purposeful in my life. Um, One thing that's kind of interesting about my husband and I is that my husband is a college teacher, so he's off during the summers and um, my kiddos are off and we have, we have a lot of time together, but we're not always, it makes, not having a purposeful schedule makes routine and being intentional really challenging. And I've been thinking and praying about this a lot in the last few weeks of just really feeling this burden on my heart to be more intentional in all arenas of my life, in my marriage, with my kids, in my time with the Lord, in um, the way that I manage my home. And I've really just have seen the places where I can, where I can improve in that and where, 
and that feels hard. Like some days I just don't want to be purposeful. <laughs> I would rather just <laughs> do what I want and yeah. just relax. And certainly there's times for rest and relaxation, but, um, following the prompting of the Lord to be like, no, this is when I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. This is when I need to put my phone away and look my husband in the eye and be intentional with him or to put away the things that need to be cleaned around my house and play a board game with my kids. And, um, and so I think in, in struggling with that, um, I've, I've just been trying to be more aware and really bring it to the Lord and ask, what would you have me do? What, what, what would you have me do today and help and just pray that he would show me, um, really make it very clear to me when I need to abandon ship on what I think I should be doing and instead <laughs> do what he wants me to do. Because, um, otherwise I notice it. I notice it in my kids' behavior. I notice it in the way I feel and in my response to the things that happen in my life. If I'm not intentional and purposeful, um, it definitely, things go off the rails really quickly. For sure. I can really relate to that. I, I notice sometimes when I, um, can get kind of absorbed into something I'm doing. You mentioned the phone, like putting your phone down. That's just a really good example. I've noticed if, if you're on your phone a lot, those that you're with, it almost gives them permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. So the so the reverse of that would be like what you just said. Like you can notice a difference in how your kids respond. Like when you make those efforts and choices, how that has a ripple effect yeah. on those around you. And if you're a mom, it affects the temperature of your house and what's mm-hmm. going on. Or if you're a friend with a in your friend group, like that can make a big difference. I, I um, that's so good, so good. Awesome. All right, Marissa, your turn. <laughs> what are you struggling with? I think the hardest thing, and it's more of a physical thing, but I, there's also other things, just keep saying that, that are tied <laughs> into it. But my health is a big one. Um, after I had our little baby, my body just kind of did some weird things. And so um, we're still trying to figure out, or we, the doctors have figured out my body's gone into adrenal uh, insufficiency, deficiency, fatigue. And with that, with my husband's schedule, um, it's, it's a thing that I constantly take to the Lord because I don't have strength mm. to get up or to take care of the kids, um, on my own or to display the fruits of the spirit that I encourage my kids to display. And so, uh, that's, that's a huge thing. So are you telling me that you have moments where you just want to stay in your jammies all day? Yes. Do you stay in your jammies all day sometimes? No. No? I don't. I'm impressed. Yeah. I would be okay if you did. Those Thanks. listening, if you have those days, right on sister. <laughs> there's no shame. There's Absolutely no, no shame. There's no shame. No, no yeah. shame at all. But What are you finding that's kind of helping you in those moments? What are you doing? Honestly, just... I pray out loud. Like, even if my kids are there, I'm like, God, I do not have the strength to keep doing this or Lord help me to be gentle in this moment. Cause I feel frustrated or whatnot, just being really open and honest through it all. And just resting, finding those moments of rest, like Emily was talking about and then being, being intentional with things. And also knowing as a mom, like it's okay to put a pause on other things. Like if all the laundry is not done, if it's not all put away, things like that, it's okay to, put that aside and focus on either whether it's like pockets of rest or just focusing on your kids and not being so perfect with everything else. Oh, I love that. So good. I love that. All right, Bo, what are you struggling with? You can be, you can be honest. Your (laughs) mother-in-law's sitting here looking you in the eyes. No, I'm just kidding. I can look away. I won't listen. Okay. 
just teasing. I know. One thing that I'm struggling with lately is kind of similar to Emily, but more so just finding being okay with rest, like true rest Mm -hmm. and being okay with like not doing something Mm -hmm. and not listening to something like in our society nowadays, we have so many different things to input, um, into ourselves. And I like, I love music. Music is a huge part of my life. I'm a musician and I, I'll listen to music. I'll listen to podcasts about music. I also love disc golf. I'll listen to podcasts about disc golf. I will watch uh, disc golf coverage online. Uh, If you want to watch a really cool video, uh, YouTube search James Conrad, The Shot. That happened a few weeks ago. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Insane. Um, And (laughs) just finding time uh, to allow God to speak to me in the rest and not having to input something is something I've really struggled with lately. Um, Even just in my car, putting on a podcast when I'm driving five minutes away. uh, I don't need to do that. I can just sit there and listen to God or pray or just be in the moment and allow my mind to rest. But instead I choose to input something. So that's something I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, it's hard in it, our culture. And it makes it, it makes me more exhausted than I need to be <laughs> yeah. uh, when I'm constantly putting something into my brain. Um, it's a little yeah. addictive, isn't it? It is. Like I yeah. found myself sitting with, the, with my husband, watching something, and it, out of instinct, I'll just pick up my phone to see if I have anybody sent me a new message or... And I realize I'm literally sitting here with my husband enjoying a program and I'm still multitasking. I'm picking up my phone. To, like I keep catching myself in that. I've got to, that's not good for our brains, mm-hmm. but it is hard. It's hard to be intentional about just having quiet time, mm-hmm. even, yeah. even just, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's what I'm doing to, to try to counteract that is just to leave stuff off for a while. Like, When I get up, um, just try to leave the phone off for the first 30 minutes or so. Or when I'm in the car, sometimes on a short drive. I mean, like I said, I I love music, so I I like to listen to music. But just to on a shorter drive, just feel okay to not put anything on and just drive. So good. Mm -hmm. I think we get a little afraid of quiet. It feels foreign. It feels Mm -hmm. like we should fill that void. But it's so good for us. And I love how you said that. Like sometimes you just, you need that quiet so that you can actually hear God talking to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, All right. Love this. I love to hear that other people have things that that they have to work through and struggle with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share what mine is really quick. One of the biggest struggles I am having right now is um, internal, my -hmm. thoughts. I'm finding myself getting frustrated with other people and their reactions to things. And we're, it just seems like everybody around in our culture, in our world is there. It's like a hot fuse and people's responses are just so short and quick and opinionated and strong. And, um, man, I want behind me to leave a wake of peace but internally, when I'm hearing some of these other things, I, I'm starting to feel that kind of bubbling, bubbling up inside of me, like a feistiness almost. And so I've been 
praying through that, like in those moments, okay, Lord, I don't have to have the next word in this conversation, or I don't even need to, um, have an opinion about the, like, I want my opinion about the other person to be, they are a creation of God and Mm -hmm. God sees them and loves them. Even if they act in a way, I don't think they should, or they have a view that isn't the same as mine. It's so hard that Mm -hmm. for me, that's a a struggle. And I'm working through that. Like, I don't want to be so quick to have those thoughts and not that they come out, but even my thoughts, I want to capture my thoughts and I want to have grace for whoever I'm around, whether it's out grocery shopping and I hear conversations that are like my, you know, my instinct is like, I can't believe they're acting like that. <laughs> I'm like, instead I'm trying to turn that around. Like, Laura, I just want to pray for them right now. They seem like they're really struggling or I don't know. Anyway, thought I'd be a little vulnerable there. I think that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, we, um, this podcast is focused on hope. That's the whole point. Um, you've heard that shared every week. Um, our goal here is to infuse a little hope into your day. Mm -hmm. And by hearing the, the stories of others or the experiences of others, and then hearing how God is working in their lives, it speaks about hope. And I want to know, hope looks a little different for everybody. We all kind of have a different take on what that means for us. And I think personally, it changes from day to day. Like the definition I would give you of what hope means to me today is probably different than the last time I've (laughs) given it. And I think that's part of the journey we're all on, right? Whatever experiences we might be currently facing, um, kind of skews that, how we, how we view it or experience it or understand it. So I want to know what does hope mean to you today with that, with that qualifier? What does it mean to you? True hope. Bo? Put me on the spot. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, today, hope, I think hope just means just trusting in, in God and in every moment and in everything, um, knowing that whether or not it works out the way I want it to, it's working out the way in a way that God is in control of it. And just knowing that and reminding myself of that, that is how I can have hope because I know that no matter what happens, like it, it's out of my control, but God's got it. He's got it on lock. So I love that. God's got it on lock. Yes, he does. That's great. All right. Marissa, what does hope mean to you today? Pretty similar to what Bo said, but just not being able to see or not being able to know what God has planned, but just resting in the fact that he has it planned and we don't have to worry about it and just trusting him. And my soul really just says, it is well, Lord, whatever you have planned, mm-hmm. I trust and I know that it is good. Mm-hmm. So good. All right, Emily. Very much the same. Um, The one thing I was thinking about, though, is um, knowing that he doesn't leave things unfinished. God doesn't start something in our lives to leave us hanging. Like, I know, I get to know that whatever he leads me to and whatever he's bringing about my life, that he's, if he's created something in me, he's not, he's not going to leave that unfinished. And as a mom, especially when I see my kids and I see the things that they walk through and I see the things that he's sanctifying in me, 
related to them. I have so much hope to know that he, he doesn't abandon that. He doesn't mm-hmm. abandon the things that he starts in our lives. Um, he finishes them. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. That's, have you that's experienced uh, times or maybe you have some things that aren't finished mm-hmm. in your life? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you do in those times? When they, when they, when I mean, talking about that, we know that he will finish things, but sometimes it feels like it's never going to end what we're, mm-hmm. what we're currently in, or we don't yeah. see how this could possibly work out. Yeah. Um, it always brings me back to, um, when the Israelites were about ready to cross the Jordan river to go into the promised land because, um, you know, they had lived in what probably felt like abandonment for a long time. I mean, God was there and present with them very, very tangibly, but they, you know, they were going and then they had to wait because of choices. And then, you know, they're getting ready to go across and they built these, um, called Ebenezer's, these stones to remember what God has done. And so I just always try to purposefully look back on the times when God has been faithful and when he has finished the things that he's, that he has started and the things that I could see him finish, especially ones where I didn't think he was going to finish them. Um, I love to look back on those moments and just remember, okay, this is where he was faithful. This is where he was who he said he's always been. And I can trust him going forward, even though I don't see the end. Yeah, I love that. Oh, it's, it's so right on. Yeah. Can any of you think of an example of that in your life? Do you do you have an Ebenezer stone that pops up into your head like, oh, I this is one of those times I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Do you, any of you have that? Nothing like putting. I feel like all over my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think of uh, when I was younger. There's some. There's things that he saved me from again, a health thing that he, uh, rescued me from. I was a day away from going blind, but he saved me in that moment. So I can take Mm -hmm. that and see it like, God, you've been faithful through that for all the years, things in our marriage. Um, we lost a child and he was so extremely faithful and so good through that. There's just, I don't know. I feel like there's a ton of different things that I just am like, God, you've been so good and so faithful through all those things. Like, how can I not trust you Mm -hmm. or how can I not continue to be faithful and persevere through what I, you currently have for me. Yeah. I love that. Um, right before we, um, got pregnant with our youngest son, I was in probably the worst health place I'd ever been in my life and very, very sick. Um, we didn't have answers as to what was happening and, um, we found out we were pregnant and, there was a lot more fear than excitement just because of where my health was at. And Marissa knows this because she was alongside (laughs) of me through it. But, um, God used that pregnancy to restore my body. It was the weirdest and coolest thing that's ever happened. I expected that I would be in really rough shape and instead God used it to just bring me back to health. And, um, we actually jokingly talk about our youngest son, Nathan, and say we should have named him Ebenezer instead. He would not have appreciated that come middle school, but we, um, we just had, yeah, it was just, it was a season where it felt like every moment I saw God in a new way every day. Like mm-hmm. it was like he was just washing me over with his grace and his goodness. And so I just get to look back on that and go, this is where you showed up big time and mm-hmm. I can trust you because I've seen it. Oh, I love that. 
it's so good for us to recount those stories. Yeah. Like you said, when you remember those stories, like the Ebenezer Stone, that was the intention mm-hmm. of it. So that they would, when they would start to forget what God had done for them, they would have the stone as a physical reminder. Remember, I brought you through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. W- one thing to add on to that, if, if someone is listening and they think that they don't have anything like that, these, these things don't have to be these big, crazy mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. happenings yeah. in your Definitely. life. Like I remember a moment when I was in college when I, I'm trying to remember the whole thing. So my, my laptop just crashed um, and I didn't have the money to, to fix it. And I mean, everything's done on laptops nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. And then I think my car broke down as well. And then I thought I was going to get money back from the school. And then I found out I owed them more money. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like God didn't like miraculously put money in my account or anything. <laughs> all that happened, he could have, and it would have been awesome. But all that yeah. happened is that I was sitting out in the courtyard and a bird hopped onto my table and I remembered the verse where God talked about mm. if I if I um, provide for the birds, how much more will I provide for you? Yeah. Yes. And I just trusted that it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and I was fine. Like I said, God didn't miraculously give me the money or anything. <laughs> Would have been awesome. I've seen that in in my life too, in other st- instances. But it didn't in that situation. But that was still God in that mm-hmm. moment. And that is still something I look back to because I choose to say that, that I believe that that is God mm-hmm. working through that bird that hopped onto my table. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's really cool that, that God has given us creation, different parts of creation to do just that really to be an Ebenezer stone for mm-hmm. us. When we sometimes can't think of any other ones that all of a sudden a bird would hop up there. Well, we have birds around us every single day. Everyone around this world knows what a bird is and can look out at the bird. And, and if you give it any thought, realize, yeah, they don't, they don't store their food. They gather their food just for that day, just in the moment, even not, not even from meal to meal. They literally in the moment go and get what they're going to eat. And then, and God provides that for them, that reminder, like, I love that, that if God can take care of them, he can take care of our needs for sure. Absolutely. And sometimes when we're in a drought, maybe the food dries up just a little bit. Mm. It's even in that drought that we feel the need for God to intervene more. And we need to have those moments so that we can recognize that he is providing for us, that he is taking care of us. Yeah. Love that. Well, that's just a whole ton of hope right there, <laughs> right? Oh, I love for it. Sure. That's yes. a perfect so that's a perfect good. place for us to wrap up. I'm uh, so glad to have you guys with us. I we've prayed really hard over this, and we've got lots of wonderful stories headed your way, listeners. I can't wait for you to get to know these guys even more. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope that you uh, make it through that hike, <laughs> Emily. We'll I'll be, make it through. My knees awesome. might be sore, but I'll make it. Oh, I think it's wonderful that you're doing that, and I can't wait to hear more about it maybe you'll have to share more on one of your podcasts i would love to okay that's awesome all right thanks so much for being with us today well thanks so much for listening today i'm super excited to have this new team and can't wait for more encouraging stories of god's hope to come out for us all to hear hey if you live in the stanwood camino area i invite you to come join me for church on sundays here at camino chapel 
We have loads of great activities happening all week long from, for all ages, kids, adults, young and old. We would love to have you come do life with us here. You can find out more information at CaminoChapel.org. On our website, we also have stories of hope where you can read about all sorts of encouraging stories about how God has moved in people's lives. I really want to point people to that. If you don't live in our community, but you're tuning in, I encourage you to get plugged into a church if you aren't already. Find a Jesus-centered, Bible-based church and just dive in. All right, my friends, we will see you in two weeks for our next episode. <laughs>